This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace with This Naked Mind, and I am answering readers' questions. Today, I have a question from Carl, and Carl says, Okay, I, I want to stop drinking, but I absolutely love the taste of Bud Light. And it's Bud Light. It's something about this specific beer. I just can't. I, there's nothing. I've tried all sorts of other beers, including alcohol-free, and I just can't replace it. Um, what do you recommend? And so I find this to be a really interesting question because I think that sometimes we can actually use this, but I just love the taste as a rationalization when the truth that is underneath it is a bit deeper and a bit less psychological and more almost physiological. So Carl, first, I guess the first thing I would tell you to do is to do a blind taste test, you know, get some Bud Light, get some Coors Light, get a few other beers and get a few non-alcoholic beers. And you know, you're drinking beer anyway. So just have somebody help you to make it really pure and do a completely blind taste test of at least five to six beers. And um, let us know, like, I want to know if you can really actually truly distinguish Bud Light in a taste test. And if you can, I'll be interested to know that too. But I think consider, Carl, that this might be a rationalization to kind of keep you drinking. So, you know, the taste of something, it's sticky and you can hold on to it. And if you have an affinity for a brand um, and a specific taste, you know, we definitely like to believe that we are in control and that we know when we really like something and we've developed kind of this emotion around it. And so we believe pretty certainly that, yeah, this, this taste is so important to me, but as true as that might be, just maybe consider the alternative. And the alternative is that there's a possibility that, you know, you're just unconsciously rationalizing this taste because you have a bit of a physical, psychological, or emotional dependence on the alcohol itself. And it's much easier to say, okay, well, I just love the taste. I never drink anything else. I'd never have a glass of wine. I'd only have a Bud Light, and it's just the Bud Light. But by the way, I drink, you know, 10 of them a night. It's much easier to say, well, it's just for the taste than it is to kind of take a harder look at the alternative that it might be that something else is going on and something that has much more to do with the fact that alcohol is addictive to human beings um, than the fact that, you know, it's it's just that you want the taste. So uh, I, I tell this sometimes, but if you think of the cycle of kind of ingesting something and then having it leave your system and withdraw from it, often it's because of that withdrawal that we want the next thing. So this is very, very clear in you know a drug addict or a um, smoker, for example. Like if, if somebody's taking heroin repeatedly and then all of a sudden the heroin's leaving a heroin addict system and you're watching them go through withdrawals and detox, you know, you don't necessarily think, oh gee, heroin is really good for like shakes and really good for, um, you know, the heroin's gonna solve that. But the truth is that that next dose of heroin does, in fact, solve those shakes. So you could argue that it is the heroin that's solving the problem there. You know, if you think of it with a cigarette smoker, nicotine actually leaves your system really quickly. So within 10 minutes, it starts to leave your system. And I believe within an hour, it's totally out of your system. And so smokers start to have that craving, that itch for the next cigarette really pretty quickly. 
And then chain smoking can become a thing really pretty quickly because what's happening is as the nicotine is leaving your system, you are creating withdrawal and that withdrawal is needing more nicotine to kind of satisfy it. The more withdrawals you create, the more tolerance you build, the more you need, the more nicotine, and then eventually you're change smoking. You know, with alcohol, it's not this apparent because alcohol, in fact, takes so long to leave our systems. So, you know, it can take up to 10 days in some cases, and, and actually it takes, you know, just definitely the physical alcohol leaving our system takes a long time. So that physical craving isn't what we normally look at when we're looking at alcohol, but the truth is, is, is that it's there. You know, you come off of a drinking thing and the next day as the alcohol is purging itself from your system, you start to get this feeling and it's this annoyance and it's this unease and just sort of a sense of something missing that you need something to make this moment or this day complete. And it happens when you're accustomed to drinking. So if you're accustomed to drinking at 5 p.m., if you're accustomed to drinking after work, you have this itch, this sense that something is missing, this sense of not being quite comfortable in your own skin. It's like a little a little twitch, a little bit of uncertainty. It's this slight feeling of unease and you know imbalance. And the truth is, is that's just a very real physical feeling that comes off of a withdrawal from alcohol. Your body wants more of it in the system. And the other truth is that as you give it more, you build more of a tolerance, and then you need more to relieve the itch, if you will. And so this cycle with any substance of abuse, you know, anything that's addictive from nicotine to heroin to alcohol just continues and, and goes more and more and more. So what that manifests as with the alcohol withdrawal is just this little niggling feeling like I want a drink or a drink sounds good. And it's much easier to say, well, I just love the taste than it is to say, oh, well, I've actually developed a bit of a physical dependence on drinking or on alcohol. Um, and so anyway, I'm not saying this is necessarily like the answer for you. But I am saying that you should consider that maybe what you think is the taste is really just a bit more of an actual cycle of addiction and withdrawal. And so do the taste test. Let us know what you think. And then um, also I would consider that this study, okay, so this is for wine, not for beer, but I find it really, really interesting. The American Association of Wine Economists did a study of more than 6,000 people and in blind taste tests wine drinkers were completely unable to distinguish expensive wines from cheap wines. So the majority actually claimed to prefer the cheap wines when it was a completely blind taste test. And the same association, and I find this really hilarious, did a very similar taste test with dog food and pate. And again, the person, you know, people were not able to distinguish dog food from pate. So what the you know, we put so much emphasis on, oh, but this is my brand and it's this taste and this is the last reason that I can't give it up. I I totally buy into the fact that I'm not actually getting much for it. I buy into the fact that, you know, I can have a good time without it, but I really love the taste. And I, I guess um, I would just encourage you to open your mind to the possibility that it is more of you know, a dependence or more of a rationalization than it is really truly that you love the taste. And I think the taste test, you know, my bet is that that will prove it to you, but we'd love to hear about it. So thank you so much, Carl, for the question. It's a great question. And again, this is Annie Grace answering questions for This Naked Mind. So message me um, or email me at hello at thisnakedmind.com and ask me anything. Thank you.
Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.